This edition of The Wellness Prescription is brought to you by Healthy Planet, making the world healthier and greener one day at a time. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for joining me today. My guest is Lorna Byrne, international best-selling author, chatting with me all the way from Dublin, Ireland. Am I right? Yes, all the way from Ireland. I'm, I'm in Kilkenny. I live in Kilkenny, just outside it. Um, it's about an hour and a half drive from Dublin. I'm so thrilled that you're here with me today. You have a special gift that you're going to share with all of us, and I'm thrilled and honored that you're going to share it with me on the wellness prescription today. So thank you so much for being here. Well, you're, you're welcome. And I do love your name, if I can pronounce it now. Claudia, <laughs> did I get it right? Claudia. Yes, you did. Good job. That's amazing. <laughs> so Lorna, let's get right into it and start talking about the special gift that you've, you know, that you noticed you had since you were a little girl, you've been able to speak and see angels and you've been getting messages since you were what, like two or three years old? Um, well, I, I would always say from the moment I opened my eyes, I didn't know they were angels. Now you have to remember I was an infant in, in, in my cot, you know, and one thing I always remember is, you know, my, my mom bending over me and, and I don't know what she was doing with the blankets or whatever. And, and I was trying to reach up, not to, not to my mother, but to the angels. I didn't know they were angels, you have to remember. I think, you know, when I think of that, maybe I was only about six or nine months old. Wow. You know, I know I definitely wasn't a year because I, I know I wasn't sitting up. So I'm kind of judged. I'm trying to judge maybe six months. And did you always feel the love and the energy and the strength of the angels around you since very young? Yes, I didn't um, speak till I was maybe nearly two and a half. And I am severely dyslexic and really bad. So even when you went to school, you know, you were put in the back of the class and, and they didn't bother with you. But I have had the best teachers going. And that is, you know, the angels, they have taught me everything I know. And I wouldn't be sitting here talking with you. So I read your book, Angels in My Hair. I loved it. It made me feel safe. It made me feel like I'm never alone. Is that what the angels want us to know? Yes, that's, that's what um, your guardian angel um, wants you to know. Everyone has a guardian angel and, and it's actually just one angel. You know, there's lots of other angels that come and go, but this particular angel, you know, never leaves you for one second. So you're never, never alone. And the one thing I, I love about everyone's guardian angel, and that is, you know, to your guardian angel, it loves you unconditionally, no matter what. You know, just think about that. No matter what, it's it loves you unconditionally. And, you know, it only has eyes for you. Not not another human being, just for you. It's it's the gatekeeper of your soul. And you are so, so precious to your guardian angel. And it wants to do everything possible to help you through your human life. You know, it wants to what would I say, help to guide you 
and help to teach you. But I think human beings, because we have been, in a sense, downtrodden, you know, not to believe, and in a sense that, you know, only certain people can, you know, but everyone has a guardian angel. And, you know, if I can hear my guardian angel and I can talk to my guardian angel and I can see my guardian angel physically or any other angel, I can't figure out why you can't. You should be well able. To me, you should be well able. What's wrong with you? You know, in that in that way. But I I know from the time I was a child, you know, you know, very small. I, I wasn't talking, but I was hearing them and I was talking to them, you know, what would I say telepathically, you know, in that in that way. Um, sometimes I would say it was, you know, a two-way system or it could be a five-way system. I don't know how to explain it. That's the only way I can explain it. And, you know, they have been my teachers, my best friends. You know, I can't imagine life without them. And it's like, you know, when you go out onto the street there, you know, you see people. I see people but I see the angels as well. And sometimes even the souls of loved ones, you know, fleeting by and, and so much more. I, I, and I loved reading your book because it gave me this exact message. And as much as we all maybe are aware that we have a guardian angel, you're right. We don't actually talk about it. It's not something that is mainstream conversation. But in your book, you use a line that was so catchy, and I started using it on my kids. You say that the angels want to be employed by you. They want to have work, so put them to work. I love that. It just made so much sense, and it made me feel like, yeah, why am I not asking more of my angel or my angels? Let's talk about this. Is that a message that you got from them that you should tell people to employ them? Yes, Um I, I have to smile when you when you speak that way of of the unemployed angels. When I was <laughs> quite little, um, I used to see these angels, you know, tumbling down from the from the heavens. That's the only way I can put it. And just as they come to earth, you know, they open up. You know, if if you can imagine yourself rolling down a hill, you know, or tumbling down, that's exactly okay. the way they they come, and. I named them myself, you know, the unemployed angels, because I used to see them, um, what would I say, helping people, you know, and, and walking around people and, and looking at them, just waiting for you to say, God, these bags are heavy. I wish an angel could help me carry them, you know. And since I have written angels in my hair, lots of people are asking the unemployed angels to help them. And of course, you ask your guardian angel as well. But, you know, many a time I would see somebody struggling with something or pushing something or, or trying to get something to move. And all of a sudden, an unemployed angel would be in and around them and helping them. And I would know straight away that that person in their own mind and heart asked for help. That is just beautiful. And I feel like we don't know that we have this resource available to us any time of the day, any moment, in any situation. 
And I think that is one of the questions that I want to ask because I want to make it clear to all the listeners. Is there no job too great for your guardian angel and all of its unemployed angels around them? I I would say there is no job too great at all. They're, they're there to help us all of the time, you know, and to give us the comfort we need and the strength and the courage. You know, even when somebody is battling something that's really difficult in their life, you know, I, I would often see even the guardian angel at times and other angels hold a light in front of someone to help them to see the light of hope, to give them encouragement, you know. And, and to me, that is just so beautiful to see. I'm just recalling now, you know, a woman with a pram and she's sitting, you know, on a bench and, you know, the baby is asleep, the child is asleep. And just seeing her so down within herself and then this angel just comes along and kneels down in front of her so gently, holding a light. You know, if, if you saw, and I know you can see, if you, you all must be able to because I'm just an ordinary person. So, you know, why can't you? You know, but to see the love and the compassion this angel was having for this lady to help her to see the light of hope, to give her encouragement and strength, you know, for whatever was going on in, in her life. And I remember as I passed, I just said a little prayer for her, you know. And that's another thing I, I would say. You, you don't have to know a person, you know, to say a little prayer for them. You know, if you see someone and you think they're sad or or down or having a difficulty, that's your guardian angel telling you, putting that thought into your mind, you know, and we should say a prayer for the stranger. You know, a lot of times people say, oh, no, I only pray for myself and my family. But the angels are always saying we should pray for the stranger as well, the person we don't know, because maybe one day you'll be the stranger and you might be the person who can't pray for yourself. You're the person in need. And when it comes to prayer, I feel we, when we pray, are we praying directly to our angels, making requests? Um, do we have to call on our guardian angel first and foremost, and then he will or she will kind of outsource and, and bring in the, the gang? Well, I love the way you're saying all, all of that. You know, when, when you pray, you're actually praying to God, you know, but the angels are helping you. And so is your guardian angel. They're all praying with you when you pray. And especially those beautiful angels of prayer, that's what I call them. They're, if you can imagine, you know, a waterfall, an enormous waterfall, you know, and, and a waterfall, we all know the water is coming down. But the angels of prayer, they're like a waterfall, but they're going up. They're enhancing your prayer. They're, they're calling on God to grant or for the extra help or strength that you need. And to me, that is very powerful. I would often say to everyone, you know, prayer can move mountains. We under, underestimate the power of prayer in that in that way and yes call on your guardian angel but how would i say 
It's like, you know, I would say every morning when you wake, say good morning to your guardian angel or just say, listen, I, you don't even have to call on your guardian angel. You just have to say, listen, I might need a helping hand today. Make sure I get it. You know, be bossy mm-hmm. in that in that <laughs> way, you know. And I know if you look back at your day, at the end of your day, you will recognize that you got through it and you did get help no matter what. You know, it's, it's what would I say? It's, it's that powerful, that word you used, resource, that mm-hmm. is there for us and to help to make us resilient as well, to help to fill us with love and compassion for ourselves, but for others too. I think what I found striking about uh, your book, Angels in My Hair, is that you had a very humble upbringing. You, you know, you dealt with poverty, you dealt with loss, you know, it wasn't an easy life. um, But yet here you are just grateful and happy and fulfilled. Is it because that you because you knew you had the angels by your side? I think that's a really important point. You you have to remember, though, really, um, this is normal for me. And, and I can't think in the way you're thinking there now, you know, that I had an angel by my side. It was normal. Um, I don't know life without the angels, you know, and they have always been there. And even when I didn't know they were angels, you know, it's kind of like, I can't imagine what life is like for you and you're not able to see your guardian angel. And, and in a sense, you're probably not responding to your guardian angel all of the time. But I know you are some of the time, you know, but even that some of the time, you're probably not recognizing it yourself and probably not recognizing the help you, you get. I wouldn't be who I am today without the angels, without God. But again... You know, people would say, Lorna, you have had a really hard life. I don't look on it that way. I wouldn't be who I am today, you know, unless all of that had happened within my life. You know, and and I do know at times I I cried and gave out to God and I I was cold and I was hungry. and, And I know, like, even my own children, you know, were cold and hungry at times. But, you know, no matter what you go through in life, it's, it's like you, you have to, one thing the angels always taught me is, you know, you have to feel love. You have to reach into that love that's in you, you know. And they have taught me that that love is your soul, that spark of light of God, you know, and you have to love yourself as much as possible because you can only love others the amount you love you. That just warms my heart to know that I am fundamentally and eternally loved by my guardian angel and by all the angels around me. When we come back, how to ask our angels for help. This is the Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Connect with us on Twitter at 1059 The Region or call 416-335-1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. This is 1059 The Region. 
The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. Before the break, Lauren and I discussed how our angels want to be employed by us. They want to ask, they want to be asked for help. They are there for us all the time. Any time of the day, there is no task or job that is too big to ask an angel for help. So, Lorna, my question is, you can see your guardian angel. I'm aware that I have angels around me, but what if I said to you, I really want to know who my guardian angel is. I really want to be able to see my guardian angel. Is that something that I can request my guardian angel to do, present him or herself to me? I would say yes, and I wish more people would ask the guardian angel to help for that to happen. And and I know you have to connect to your soul to sometimes we call that, depending on what tradition we come from, the inner child, or, or we say, you know, I don't know who I am. You know, we 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 reach in that in that way. But your guardian angel wants you to get to know them. You know, and and we in a sense, as human beings we're in search of the spiritual side of us. We are aware of it. We're aware that we are more than just a human being. We're more than flesh and blood because at different times of our lives, we do have experience. You might feel the presence of a loved one, but you won't tell anyone you did, you know, or or you might in a sense, you know, have an epiphany and you don't know where it came from. You know, and again, that is your guardian angel or your guardian angel has allowed the soul of a loved one in and around you to help you. The soul of a loved one, we remember their essence. You know, the human part of them is still connecting with us in that in that way. And I'd always say to everyone, you know, ask your guardian angel for help. Ask for the unemployed angels to help you in life. Ask for the teacher angels, no matter what profession you're in, you know, ask for help. Don't be afraid. And in a sense, you know, when when the help is offered to you in whatever way it comes, say yes to it. Don't be saying no to it. Don't be afraid. You know, a lot of us, you know, will say, I asked God and I asked my guardian angel for help, but it never came. Sometimes I would say to a person, but what do you mean it never came? Well, I've waited and waited. And I said, did you not go out and do anything? Did you not go looking for the help as well? You know, Um, and they would say, no, they expected it to knock on their door. It doesn't happen that way. It's like you, you have to get up and go out and look and they will guide you. You know, it could be that you, you know, you're heading to the shops and you're in the supermarket and you or someone else starts to talk to you. You know, it can come in the most simplest ways or or maybe you have to, you know, go to the doctor and you're, you're what would I say, lacking in confidence to speak for yourself. And you've asked your guardian angel to give you the courage and the confidence to speak up for yourself and not to be afraid. And then all of a sudden, it all pours out, I'll I'll say. It just all pours out. And and you may become tearful, but you've made the effort to get help. 
and for the help to respond to you as well. And I love that because your guardian angel is always, you know, prompting someone else, you know, to pick up that phone or smile at that person. You know, it's, I'm always telling people, you know, if all of a sudden it comes into your head and you're walking along the street or you're on a bus or you're in a cafe, you know, and you're having your cup of coffee and you're looking around and suddenly, you know, you're to smile. That person you have smiled at, you may have saved their life because you smiled. It's that simple, you know, that that person was asking for help and you, a stranger, gave them a smile. To use the word coincidence is not it doesn't make sense to to assume that everything is a coincidence. Can we assume that certain things, certain synchronicities that happen in our lives are really the work of our angels and the unemployed angels out there? I, I would say yes, all the good all the good things. Because we we have the free will, we have the choice. You can say no. And and I know you probably can remember plenty of times when you knew you should have gone right. Or you knew you should have done a particular thing, but everyone else was telling you to do everything, you know, to go a certain way. And afterwards, you kicked yourself. You were saying to yourself, I knew I should have had. That was your guardian angel telling you. It'll never tell you to do anything wrong. It'll never ask you to hurt anyone or to be mean or spiteful in any way. It'll just guide you. And if it says a great way to practice is... You know, you're going for a walk, but don't plan your walk. And just ask your guardian angel to guide you on your walk and back home again. You know, so when all of a sudden you you find you're, you're turning right or you're turning left and you didn't even realize it, that means you're, you've actually been listening. And to ask your guardian angel, you know, for signs, because we need signs. The human part of us need proof. I don't need proof, but you need proof, you know, and all your listeners are looking for proof. And, you know, one of the simple things that um, people ask for, you know, and I always say you have to make it simple and you have to make it easy because you have to remember it's an angel and they can't force or make you, you know, give someone a bunch of flowers or make that phone call. They just put the thought into your mind. And many a time I've seen a child pick a a wildflower and run up to a stranger and hand it to them. And the stranger never recognizes that this is the flower they have asked for. You know, they may have asked for a big bunch and your guardian angel was working on, you know, let's say Johnny down the road your uncle or somebody to give you a bunch of flowers, but they weren't listening. So a child has only come from heaven, especially young children, and they will just, you, you, I'm sure you have seen a child pluck a daisy and run over to a stranger and just hand it to them. Or sometimes even a child will do that with a feather. You know, will do the very same thing. And again, it, that's one of the other things people ask for is a feather in that in that way. And, you know, or ask your guardian angel for its name. If you already have it, don't ask. But the most common name is my guardian angel. Most people just call the guardian angel, guardian angel. 
you know, but you can ask for a name. And, you know, they will give you part of their name. That's nothing. It couldn't possibly be, you know. I know I always tell the story of, you know, the man in the audience in a, a theatre. And you know the way a theatre, you know, is in layers, it goes up. And he was way up the back and he just said, you know, stood up. And I, I just said, yeah, the man up the very back there, what do you want to ask? And he just says, well, Lorna, I've been asking my guardian angel for I don't know how long or how many years now for its name. And all as I get is no. It has never given me its name. He never recognized that was his guardian angel's name. And I always remember the audience were like, you know, they got it. They they knew. And it was like, you know, he was so shocked. I said, but your guardian angel has been telling you all the time. And when I said, your guardian angel's name is no. And he says, oh, my God, how did I not recognize it? But it's because you expected something, you know, completely different. Sometimes when, you know, I go abroad and I, I'm just giving a talk or an interview with someone like yourself and, and the audience, the place is packed and, you know, you come to, to the end and I give the blessing. And loads of families, parents would say, Lorna, can you tell my children their guardian angels' names? And I kind of just smile and just nod my head. I said, I'll bless them now. I don't say anything. And as I'm blessing them, I usually whisper, do you know your guardian angel's name? You know, most young children know their guardian angel's name. But I think what happens as they get older, you know, the world closes that off. Because they're, they're told if something is not solid, it's not real. You know, or they're told if, you know, if a child is kind of talking to their imaginary friend, that possibly could be their guardian angel they're actually talking to. But then when it gets, the child gets older and starts to go to school, it's kind of, it closes it down because we have to live in the human world. But I would love more and more children to be allowed to be more open you know, young children and even children of seven at times, you know, give messages to their parents. And I've met many parents who would turn around and said, I can't believe what Johnny said or Mary said. How did they know that? And one thing I would say, don't question the child. You know, just remember what they said for yourself. You know, in that in that way. I'm probably talking too much now. <laughs> Not at all. I think the message here is let your angels do the work. Just pay attention to the subtle messages and let the angels guide your life. Lorna, I cannot thank you enough for joining me today. If listeners want to get your books, because you have several, if they want to find out more about you, join your prayer scroll, um, get messages from you, how can they do that? Um, well, I know I have a website and I, I, I'm dyslexic, so I have to kind of let you tell them, you know. Okay. And, and I know my daughter is, I don't know whether it's started up yet a bookshop where we can sell the books ourselves as well and send them all around the world. 
So I let you chat. <laughs> yes, I think the best way to reach Lorna is to go to her website, lornaburney.com. Um, and she has some amazing work. Her books are all also on Amazon. Um, so just go to Amazon, type in her the, her name, and you'll find all her books come up. Um, and just remember her message that you can to see your angels. If she can see hers, that means we can all see ours. And you can always find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Mackella or my website, ClaudiaMackella.com. That's my show for this week. If you missed it, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and of course, Audible. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for listening. I hope this helps you live your best life. The Wellness Prescription was brought to you by Healthy Planet. Order online at HealthyPlanetCanada.com or go online to find a location nearest you.